0: Welcome to Jock and Journo. We've got the Jock. The Journo is uh, sunning himself over in Greece. Now, where is he? Canada. Canada. He's it's over there on the slopes, but... The uh, sister's wedding. The sister's wedding. So I'm swanning in It's Ben Dixon, the voice and the docile tones of uh, the great decoy forward of uh, all time, right behind Billy Brownless. Pendles, I'm actually pretty excited because we're here at the George on Collins, and what an establishment this is. The food's amazing. The drink's just flowing. There is many of functions here, and uh, if you had a little share in this establishment, that'd be like a little, nugget of, uh, <laughs> a little, little nugget, nugget of gold nugget, wouldn't
1: it? It's a great establishment. We've been here, the Collingwood boys. I've seen the Carlton boys here. They're obviously doing well, Dicko, aren't they?
0: Yeah, well, I've got a little share in it, so if you want to come down <laughs> to the, the uh, George Og Collins, do yourself a favour, Asian cuisine, it's absolutely outstanding. Righto, I'm going to cut to the chase because I know that uh, Jay Clark does nothing but talk absolute dribble off the first five minutes, he so does. these listeners tuning in to Doodle and Jock. And what we're going to touch on is, on the weekend, an ambush from the Giants. Bucks, after the game, was speaking about the, the numbers are going in the right direction, but the four points isn't.
1: Yeah. Tell us what's happened. Yeah, well, I think, um, I think from the numbers point of view, they're always going to look pretty attractive after sort of the Hawthorne and um, North sort of debacle where we had the ball inside 50, 30, well, 34 and 35 times. But on the weekend, we literally did. We got ambushed. Um, it was, yeah, like, even out on the ground, you felt a little bit like, what's happening here? Before you knew it, there was eight goals on the board to one. And, um, yes, yeah, so even, you know, I felt at quarter time, we just had to hit quarter time. And we were sort of like, what's just happened? Like, <laughs> the game's the game's pretty much done. Um, 50 points. 50 points at quarter time. And I thought we were able to get back into the game. I think we got it to 28 points a couple of times. But when you give up a margin of 50 points, there's no room for error. So... You know, even when you get back to 28, they kick one, it goes straight back to 30 and you're like, geez, it's so far away. And then, um, yeah, we just got ambushed. They were a lot better than us around the footy and, um, yeah, it was quite disappointing because I thought we played well against West Coast, but, um, I don't know, it's almost a little bit of a, you know, and this isn't out for us, but you have a look across the whole comp and it's just so even and teams are ebbing and flowing. And, you know, when you think of teams back the next week, they don't play that well. And, um, so yeah, we're in that search at the moment and that battle to find how we play our best footy and, you know, really look after our own backyard and pretty big test on, on Friday night.
0: When you said quarter time couldn't come before we move on, what did Bucks identify? Because he's obviously, he sees the game so well. He's yeah. going, right. we've been ambushed, but what was it? Was it yeah. the half back run? No, nah, it-, it was
1: around the footy. I think we were minus 18 contested ball, minus 11 in clearance. Um, and then our back line's ability to, you know, halve a contest. I think they, they took six contested marks for six goals straight. So, um, you know, the midfield wasn't putting enough pressure on and then the backs couldn't get the job done either. So, sort of just compounded and we didn't give our forwards a look at all. So, um, you know, when you – I think we, we've done that to sides this year and, you know, the saving grace is we've probably kicked three goals, seven against the side. So, GWS made us pay, you know, full toll for, for our mistakes early.
0: What about Jaden Stevenson? Uh, the great King Kerry uh, gets one or two whacks in a week but he's been suspended – we're not privy to what's happening at Collingwood or what program's set because 10 weeks yes. is a long time and yeah. you don't want to detrain and sometimes it's an opportunity to ramp it up. Yeah, He's on holiday. He, he puts a couple of picks up and everyone's just – well, I'd say it's a 70-30 split. Yeah. 70% are happy with it and 30, 30 people are whacking him. Tell us about
1: it. Yeah, so Steve-O, um, he went to Palm Cove with his family for three nights or four nights. Um, you know, he's been training – block of four weeks of training getting flogged um doing the old super saturday sessions which every player hates so he's put a huge block of work in um got four days to go you know to, i think he went to port douglas or palm Cove with his family and get a bit of a wait time then he's back in the club tomorrow so um you know i've seen a little bit of the commentary about it and um you know even andrew bogut weighs in from you know, <laughs> his view from nba NBL about you wonder why kids have you know mental health or depression and that you know they go on a holiday with their family and they're getting crucified for it so um you know and even the commentary around you know because colin was not going too well it's not a great look so what if we're if we're going well then he can do it you know that's yeah. such a imagine living in that world where it's based on the outcome what you do all the time so yeah i think the the criticism of steve-o yeah it was really unfair and but he's a pretty resilient kid i don't think he will rub off on him and, yeah, the people who come up with these stories, I reckon, have been hit harder than what Steve-O has been.
0: So the players laugh about that when you see oh, it?
1: Oh, we laugh all the time. We'll give steve <laughs> we'll give him a bit of shit about it tomorrow in the locker room and, you know, fortunately for him, he's probably got a nice tan he'll give us a bit of shit back that mm. was, you know, 25 degrees and sunny, so. Nice tan. Yeah, he's a Albino, Steve-O, unfortunately.
0: Well, if you yeah. drop one game for the year and he was on the podium in Vegas uh, with Bourbon and a dart in one hand, he'd be like, oh, well, Colin went a flying. That's, <laughs> you, that's put it in perspective, isn't it? Yeah,
1: absolutely. But, yeah. I think, and like you see, guys. Um, Tom Mitchell has been in Europe. and I know he's out for the season, but mm. clubs are very good at keeping guys fresh. And Steve made a mistake; everyone acknowledges that. But this isn't saying, "Oh, you're fine." You know, you go on a holiday. It's part of a plan that we're doing to get him back, and we think that you know when his suspension's up, that he can come in mm. and play some good football for us. So it's it's yeah, a much bigger picture at play.
0: Peter well, Rob did that to me one year. Uh, I was struggling, and he said, "Listen, we're not going to drop you. We're sending you to Brisbane." I said. What well, am I traded? He goes, no, <laughs> on a holiday. Yeah. I went up there and they put me up at the Stanford and I just kicked back for four days, came back. Next week I was up and about. And I thought, how good's that brain escape? Well, Mick,
1: Mick Moldash used to do that with us when we were young players. After a game, he'd come over, you'd see you with your family and be like, oh, how long has it been since Scott's been home? And mum and dad would be like, oh, we haven't seen him in six, eight weeks. And he'd go, oh, grab your bags from here, go home. I don't <laughs> want to see you until next game day. So would have a week off and as you said at the time you're sort of loving it and you do, you come back nice and fresh. So, yeah, the Steve O stuff for me has been a bit of a beat up.
0: Yeah. Give us a, um, put some perspective around out on the ground every week, there's umpiring decisions which you shake your head at. The whistle's the whistle, so you play to the whistle. But when it comes down to the crux of the game, and we saw it on the weekend with Big O, and the AFL come out within 12 hours, 24 hours, and say, we got it wrong. But yet, Brisbane get the four points. Tell yeah. us your. Yeah, but, um,
1: i actually seen a couple of North guys the next day and um, I was watching the game at the Virgin Lounge because we were flying back and uh, I was cracking game of footy and then when you <laughs> see it, the decision, um, yeah, you sort of, it, it does, it affects the, um, I don't know, it was such an awesome battle and then to, you know, in a crucial time, a goal like that, you just get gifted a goal. Um, yeah and I, I, like in my eyes it's just I thought that was a mark to Scotty Thompson um you know as a key forward I think you've got to be ready for that contact you can't expect just to you know a run and a jump under a high ball and if you get hit you just you know go to ground and I, he wasn't ready for it so of course he's going to crumble but I think the responsibility of key forwards is you've got to expect that contact <laughs> and I'd like to see you know that be one of those things if a, if a player's not ready for contact and you know if I was around the ball at a stoppage and I just run around and I got smashed off the ball it's just a good hit. But, you know, in the foreline, that's a free kick. So I don't – I didn't like it. Um, I thought that, you know, it sort of put a little bit of a dampener on what was an awesome game because Mm -hmm. they got that free kick and then sort of created a bit of a buffer in the game for them. What did did you think?
0: I thought um, it definitely wasn't a free kick because we've had a rule change this year that you can use your hands now. Yeah. So a lot of guys are getting a lot smarter with their body work and I thought he played it beautifully. Yeah. And – Big O might have had another twenty kilos on him, so yeah. I thought it was, like you're saying, you, you can't be diving or you can't be pushing yourself out of the way. You got to expect the contact. Yeah, playing full a, a big four. They come from everywhere. Yeah, it's not like rugby league where you know it's all frontal pressure. Yeah. So yeah, relatively soft, but yeah. let's be honest, when um, it cost your game of footy and Reese your handled it beautifully, he said, "Well, yeah. it's a rub of the green essentially. So there's yeah. nothing I can do about it now." Yeah. But based on the contact. And Stephen Hawking comes out and says, listen, tackling shouldn't be a feature of our game. Yeah. So I felt going to look at it. What's yeah. the player's perspective?
1: Um, I think the the one that I still get most frustrated with as a player is when they say guys don't have prior opportunity. So, you know, you ball it back up again or whatever. And, um, you know, I know this is one of Bucks' biggest points is like if you remove prior opportunity, then the all these grey areas are gone because give it like team prior almost. So I give it and I'm hot and you get it. Like, you can see how got, how quick some of these handballs are these mm. days and then to go to somebody he didn't have prior when he had the ball in his hands. Um, I think tackling's a good part of our game. I like the tackling side of it um, and sides so set up really well for it. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a feature of our game. I wouldn't say you go to the, the ground and think, geez, that's an amazing tackle and, geez, I can't wait to see, you know, Pendles tackle Kotchen this Friday night and mm. stuff like that. I just think it's a part of the game. And, um it's also, you know, players have got opportunity because of how good they can pressure and do those little things. So, I'm not sure how we get rid of it. What do we? we become touch football or something, do we?
0: Well, my read on it, and it's a little bit pretty clear cut. It's black and white for me. Is the AFL now have changed that rule, like you're saying? Do you have prior opportunity, and they're giving guys a lot more time to get it on their foot? Yeah. Or literally, there was a game a few weeks ago. You did a whole 360. And yeah. I was holding the ball any day of the week. But he yeah. got away with it. Yeah. So the grey is in their adjudication. Yeah. So looking at it right now, tackle numbers, they might say they're up, but you're letting them hold the ball a lot longer. Yeah,
1: I, I, did, it, I did it against Hawthorne. I took the ball up a centre-half you back did too. and took the tackle on. And I did a 360, yeah. and then I got a handball out after doing a 360. And in my head I was like, I've got the disposal, but he's <laughs> taking me 360. That's going to be holding the ball. Yep. But the umpire's like, you got rid of it. And it's like... Like I would prefer that to just be adjudicated. You had long enough to get rid of it and you did a 360, you're done. Mm. Um, Even on the weekend, I had one where I tackled a guy, didn't have time, but he attempted to kick it and I tackled him and he missed his foot and the umpire's gone play on, he made an attempt. I was like, yeah, but that's the purpose of a tackle. is my tackle, I want to dispossess him of the ball. So sort of like we're creating more tackles by not paying the free kick for, you know, if someone tackles me and I just let the ball go, that's dropping the ball. Your responsibility as a player is to retain it. If you haven't had prior opportunity, if you try and make a disposal, then it should be a free kick. That's that's where the grey area should be um, removed from the game because the umpires are getting told to umpire this.
0: And that's right. The interpretation is yeah, the rules changed. Yeah. So if the rules changed, don't say it's a feature of our game because yeah. you've actually changed the rule. Yeah, yeah. So going back to three or four years ago, if you literally had the ball and you had no way of getting rid of it was holding the ball because yeah. how else is it going to be? Yeah. So when you change it, of course it's going to look like it's a feature.
2: And tackling is a skill. I think that's another yeah. thing that Hawking Hock- yeah. said, that he didn't want it to be seen as a skill of the game. But as a fan, it's one of the best aspects of the game. And you love to see the uh, last year, Varko chased down tackle on Shuey running through the middle and yeah. and things like that. Like you want it to be yeah. a feature of the game and it's, one of those things that's disheartening as a fan, and I can't imagine as a player, but when you hear the umpire shout out, oh, he had a go, yeah. or he gave," he well, had an attempt, or he tackling, had a crack. No prior. Tackling's
1: become yeah. a feature because we don't pay many decisions for holding the ball, so therefore, but it's created the biggest problem in the AFL, which is congestion. Yeah, mm. Because you can tackle so much and you get so many opportunities to get rid of the ball, well, why not congest the stoppage or put numbers up around because you can have three or four cracks that you're not going to get pinned, whereas... Yeah. If that happens, sides will start you know, pulling numbers apart because like, I don't want my guys to be hit or we're a better stoppage side. We're not going to send numbers up, things like that. So yeah, I always say, look, when the AFL bring in, a new, and it must be hard, but whenever they bring in a new rule, it's, the, the flow-on effect is something that they can't predict or look at yeah. and it's just, I don't know, it's, it's too big of a ripple effect.
0: It's like you dive on the ball, but if you stand up, it's a baller.
1: Like, yeah, come yeah on. you're fine. It you're fine. Make- like yeah. It doesn't make any sense I to I like the that. Gaelic one with that. If you're on the ground, you shouldn't be able to play the ball Yeah, like in Gaelic. So if you go on the ground and pick it up, you're not allowed to grab it on the ground. You've got to knock it out. So many guys would stop diving on the ground. You get rid of the sliding rule that way because yep. you're not allowed to play the ball anyway. So,
2: but That could be an interpretation. That might be where they want it to go, more Gaelic Maybe. style. Mm. They can't do chase down tackles in Gaelic footy. So it has to come from yeah, front on,
1: Yeah, because it's like touch Gaelic. You just yeah. knock it out of their hands.
0: What about the pop-up sprinkler over here? We yeah. haven't heard him for the first 15 minutes. <laughs> hey, oh, I should in. have introduced him off the top. Yeah. Awesome.
2: Hey, Coco's over here. I was and waiting for it. He's like just going <laughs> to just swan in. Uh, normally, Jade, does a big song and dance, but that's all right. That's yeah. all right, mate. I didn't realize. No, I downplay it. Oh, well, we get it. It's it's great yeah, to, yeah, you own the place. It's what great about the Aura have you?
1: mob, The Hawks, mate, they're um finding a bit of form, I reckon. It's got second Finding good form. System beats talent. 100%. And what
0: they did on the weekend was they put their best defensive action system in, Geelong couldn't get through it, and yeah. then they set up for the counter-attack. Yeah. So it was almost, I know you got ambushed from the Giants, well, Geelong got ambushed as well because yeah. they started five, five smalls. Yeah. In my head, knowing his theory, the smaller you, and quicker you play in your forward line, the more trouble Geelong's going to have in their defence, and then move the ball as quick as you can. So when you set up and they couldn't get through and they turned the ball over... Off to the races.
1: But oh, he's a genius. That's yeah. why I said he, yeah, that he's good the best coach. they to watch from behind. Like, Not many players would or whatever fans, but if you watch them from behind the goals, how they operate as a back six plus their wingers, is that good to watch. Yep. They just move before. They, they, literally, they look like forwards. They're leading into space and they're the defenders. They just mm. cover the ground so well. The only time they really look like they've got an opponent is that stoppage. Every other time, they're all just covering areas of the ground. They roll around, fold around, help each other out. It's that good.
0: Best team in the comp at pulling the trigger. So if Coxie's chasing you and you've only got one metre on him, they'll grab it and just kick it to you. Yeah. So what that does, you've got to defend the whole way. Yeah, yeah. So any inch, they'll take it. Yeah. And and no surprise, Hodgie down in in Brisbane, he just turns and bang. Does not hesitate. And I'll never forget um, Cole Cheney went to Adelaide. And danger was there, and danger goes. I just cannot believe the kicks he's kicking. Like, and he goes, "Well, that's that's how Hawthorne do it. Like they yeah. literally just you back yourself in. As soon as you turn, you go. You yeah. don't hesitate. And they, and the reason they pull the trigger and Simo's made a real um, go of it up there with their craft. They move the ball. You're taking territory. Yeah. So down the field, it's just the domino effect. Everyone's yeah. gonna. But they're flying.
1: Yeah. Well, the, I think like as a ball, um, a ball carrier. The, They always say, like, the best option is your first option. So, and the ball moves faster than anyone can run. So, that's why I always laugh when, you know, guys are out the back and you see someone pick the ball up and they run and they have a bounce. And it's like, kick it, mate, because someone's (laughs) going to close that option down. Like, um, yeah, and as you said, I think the way that they move the footy, too, and as you said, you've got to be accountable everywhere. So, when they don't like what they see, they know they can kick it long because there's going to be one on ones. Mm. Whereas some sides that don't hit the obvious, you let them all go, you fold back, kick it long, everyone rolls off, you intercept Mark. So, as you said, West Coast Hawthorne and a couple of the better sides at it.
0: And then you talk about Richmond for one second, their handball zigzag game. Like they are just It's the old three-man weave back in the 80s. They're going in and out. As a defence, you can't look at the game because the handball can go there to there to there and all of a sudden they've taken 30 metres, 40 yeah. metres, and you turn the defender's head and you're in real, yeah, well, that's, real trouble. That's and Lynch and that are so. going,
1: how good's this? Yeah, well, they just, their forward handball game, I think they have ridiculous, like a 1,000 metres gained last yeah, week. Which huge. Is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, that's who we got Friday night, so. Uh, oh, good yeah,
0: luck. <laughs> we forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good luck, luck against, against that, yeah. No, yeah.
1: I, they've been doing it for a while. I think they've just got – that's one of the, the things, though. Like, they had some injuries earlier in the year, so you find some players, you're forced to move the pieces on the whiteboard a little bit, and they found some guys that – can buy into their system. You know, Sydney Stack, Ford all back now. Hooley, you know, back wing, Jaden Short's back. So you've got like all these guys all of a sudden that have got experience. They know what they're doing. They're confident. You can see how confident they are Mm. with how they're playing. So, Um, yeah, and that Ford handball stuff's deadly. They just go and they go so quick. And as you said, they play such a small forward line and Lynch is usually just sitting out the back that, you know, they're, Wouldn't mind be a forward watching that that unfold. Yeah, we don't want to be a midfielder if you turn it over.
0: But they they, they are literally, they're running patterns, so they cut. Yeah. So there's no straight line, oh, we're going that. They're just cutting like that the whole time.
1: The ball goes like east-west a lot. Yeah. You never see him like, you know, usually like if someone forward handballs and in today's game that guy gets chopped in half, Mm. they sort of – Handle on the forty-five all the time, so even if you're getting squeezed by someone, they've got to change the angle to get you. Mm. It gives them enough time. They're they're so slippery; some of their forwards that they can dance around you or whatever it need be.
0: And their system, when everyone was riding them off, sort of towards the middle of the year when their players were down on that, their system was holding them in games. Yeah. Now the players are coming back. Oh, they're yeah. a bit more complete.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, they defend the ground really well. They've mm. um, they've always they've, they've never been a great stoppage side, but turnovers their goal. And um, yeah, isn't it funny? I've always I would say this all the time, but teams are always bigger than one person. So as soon as they lost Rants, everyone's like, they're done. Can't win without Rants. Mm. So mate, your system will find <laughs> a way. Like I said, like Hawthorne, lose Buddy Franklin, go and win the next two flags. Like the mm. best player in the game, you lose him and you go win two flags in a row. So system always, as you said at the start, yeah. beats talent.
0: Always does. Um, speaking of system, he hasn't been in the system for a while now. Mick Malthouse comes out and his hat's back in the ring. His dusty, slim dusty hat, he's been out for a bit. <laughs> You'd have a few cobwebs on it, but it's in there.
1: I wasn't surprised when I heard it. You were No, I, I know Mick and he's like, it's in his blood. And I've no doubt if a club come to Mick, and I, I reckon this is where you can get like taken out of concept, um, is that Mick has been asked, would you coach again? If a club went up to Mick and was like, North Melbourne, we want you to coach, can you do it? hundred percent he would. But I don't think he's going, oh, I'm going to send all my interview papers into every yeah. club. I want to line <laughs> up for it. He's just been asked. Um, and, yeah, it's just been taken out of context and now it's been like, you know, you just – I think Robbo – only seen the title of it in the Herald Sun where he's like, it's sad that he can't let it go. It's like, oh. he's probably been asked, would you would yeah. you coach again if you, if they asked you? Yeah, I would, but I'm not mm. applying yeah. for these jobs. So, yeah, and then, yeah, I don't know. That's, I think that's disrespectful <laughs> by Robbo, but – Well, it is yeah. because it is, is it, he, he's literally coached, answering a question. Yeah, he's the – I think he's coached the most games ever in the AFL. Yeah. And as I said – and. He's a great club person, Mick. So I wouldn't be like if you're a club out there and you said you know, maybe there is a role in the club of mm. you know can you come and you know do a bit of culture stuff or relationship stuff? You'd be you're good at that. No worries.
0: Uh, and I worked with him for three months on the recruit. Yeah, and <clears throat> I didn't know Mick well at all, and we became great mates. Yeah. And I heard everyone was saying you know he's very careful with his money and all that because all the old tight calls. And then I said he's not tight, Mick. Anyway. I picked him up from the airport one day. He goes, hey, How are you getting to the airport? Dick? I said, oh, I'll drive you out, Mick. He goes, All right, I'll shout you, Brecky. I said, Oh, beauty. So we're driving down the freeway and thinking, Well, where are we put Morland Road No, I no, Keep going, get out of the airport. We get to the big virgin chairman. He Guess have whatever you want,
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's <so good.
0: laughs> I said, you're a beauty, you yeah. are. Absolute beauty. I've
1: never been to the chairman's by the way, so I enjoyed well, that Maybe one. he got you into the – maybe that was his treat. Got yeah. you into the Chairman. Mate, it was.
0: That was the treat. Was it good? Oh, man, it was unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I've never been there.
0: Yeah. So so,
2: okay. so do you see him uh, being able to be in that secondary position? So if, if North, say – we want Reece Shaw to stay on as long as you've got a Mick Mouldhouse as yeah. your second. I mean, I, I don't really know him, but like even ego-wise, would you see him accepting something like that?
1: Yeah. Well, I think at the time when the Bucks and Mick thing happened with Collingwood, I don't reckon he still had the, he still had it in him and he wanted to coach, you know. And I could yeah. you could feel that, so he made the right call um, for himself. And however the, however it ended at Collingwood, I think was at like best anyway because Mick still wanted to coach. He still had that real passion, and I think that. He's got the ability now that he's been removed for a few years or whatever to come in and be, you know, how good would it be for him to help a race shore along and Mick's seen everything, like literally seen, you know, he's been coaching since players were part-time footballers, full-time jobs mm. to the professional day-to-day, sports science, all that type of stuff. So I think he'd be great for a young coach, as a, you know, even as just if the club employed him as a bit of a mentor, like one day a week can you pop your head in, you know, have a chat with, with whoever it is, so I think he'd be fine in that role.
0: I've got, I'm going to change tack here for a minute because Stephen Cornelio, everywhere you look, now he's out for the year. Carlton want him, Hawthorne are in line with the Saints. All the clubs are queuing up and I know Collingwood's not. It's so funny, isn't it, when you're a free agent because when you're at a footy club, they try and entice you to come and have the tour and see the facilities. We've got the best facilities. And Have you ever been called out to dinner to recruit a player by the footy club?
1: absolutely coffee, <laughs> was, coffee you can't you say the names the of dinner. players but yeah coffees phone calls everything you so what have.
0: impact do you do they, do they prep you before you go because i I'll no, be on one or really. two in a
1: minute um I've, yeah i've been in a few it's more just like for me i prefer not to be prepped just i'll tell you honestly what i think about how we are as a club and what we do and how we're going to go and um up for that player to to make a decision but um yeah it's fun even um the Port Adelaide president, what's his name? Koshy. Koshy, uh, how he had a go at Michael Voss. Like, I just thought that was so like off the mark. Like, don't interview you work for us. Blah blah blah. Mm. So you telling me right now, and, and Port Adelaide would be, but Port Adelaide don't talk to any players while the season's going. Wait till the end of the year. If they needed a coach, they would do the same thing. Like, give me a spell like that. I thought that was shocking. But mm. yeah, anyway, if we, I think I've been one one dinner. Um, oh, I'll tell you who it was. Hugh Greenwood. Um, that's at Adelaide now, but this is when he was playing basketball and we are trying to entice him to come over and he was having thoughts about coming over and playing um, footy. So we went out for dinner with him and, um, you know, the club pays, so that's that's always good. So you order a few (laughs) things. I think I was 22 at the time, so, yeah, I tried the lobster and had the oysters or whatever, so... Um, you would have been involved in more than me probably. The clubs are a little bit tighter now, so they tend to do the coffee and <laughs> oh, a tour, a private tour.
0: When Clarko arrived, he said, we're a chance to get t boot from um, Carlton. Brett, Brett, Thorn, Brett Thornton. Brett Thornton. And he said, um, and Ian Robson was there, and they said, oh, listen, we're going to uh, take him out for dinner. Would you mind coming? I said, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we went to this fancy restaurant, and t it turns up, how you go, mate? Yeah, you all good? I turned to Clark, I said, who's... He foot footing this. He goes, Yeah, it's on the club. I'll have the dozen oysters and the Morton Bay <laughs> bugs. I'll have the lobster. <laughs> Absolutely. And they're, and they're nudging me, like, pump the club up. I said, Man, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm enjoying the food too, much. Yeah, yeah he'll I'm make his own the club decision. we
1: showing you our budget. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to touch on and it was a bit of last week's news, but Gold case get pumped by 100 points both weeks. They come out against Carlton, it's a gallon effort. Yeah. Everyone had their view and I had mine last week. I want to ask you as a player, do you think they need to recruit more players that are more established or should they stick on the development train?
1: Um, yeah, it's funny because I think they've, they've got all the kids there and they've had all the kids there before. Um, but there's obviously, and I, yeah, it's hard because you're just looking in, but there's obviously a miss with that middle tier because they haven't got enough players to get to that stage where they want to be middle tier players at their club so you know after you know a few guys after two years want to come home so um you know i said last week is it something where they need to go um to you know say like a jared Ruffhead who's at hawks at the moment mm. or a jordan lewis you know they're really good mates do you offer them a two-year deal to go out there and place provide some leadership and you know ruffy wants to do list management get a look in list management for two years three years up here give them something where they can sink their teeth into like a four-year plan of this would be why you're playing, and then a couple of years why you're why you're not. And then do you you know do you look at flipping a, a really high draft pick into three or four players that are just you know good solid AFL players at the moment, opposed to potentially losing them for nothing if they become free agents? So, but yeah, everyone's had their say. Um, you know, they've asked for another priority pick, and I think Wayne Carey might have been even just said you know they should get a priority pick, but have to trade it. Um, yeah, you, it's it's a tough one. I think. The Giants have done it well where they've lost, they haven't lost guys. They've let guys go in a trade scenario, but they've recruited a fair bit for mm. players. Um, you know, even when we got Trelaw from Giants, we give them back two first round picks. So they're sort of staggered, these kids. So they're, now they've got that real good middle tier. You know, yeah. Cameron, Canelio, um, Whitfield, they're all around that 24, 25 year old mm. age. So I think they need to be, they probably need to play both. They need to be strategic with trades, which kids they keep. Which kids are there that have currency? They might be guns, these kids, but all right, this kid's going to be a gun. He's got a high, high worth. We've got to put him up for trade because we've got to get something back. Mm. So um, it'd be fascinating
2: to see this management scenario. How do you assess how Brisbane has done it? Because that's a pretty uh, close, I guess, case study, both up in Queensland, both even a couple of years ago, a lot of people would – off Brisbane, uh, coach sacked. It didn't look like they were a destination club and they turned it around. Yeah. How do you think that you could apply the same situation? Yeah,
1: I think their list is a bit different. Like they've they've got senior guys that now have like a really good infrastructure around them. The way they play, um, obviously Hodgie going up there, providing with that bit of guidance. But they've got, you know, Zorko, Lockie Neal, um, you know, who think and even um, then they've gone and picked guys that they've identified to be really good players in good teams but probably just need more opportunity, like McCarthy from that was at Geelong, that's now there. Lincoln, yeah. Um, Alan Christensen, who was a good player at Geelong, went to Brisbane. And then Marcus Adams at the Bulldogs, you know, they've identified, you know, we think we can turn him into something in our system. So they've gone and got needs, I reckon, for their system. Charlie Cameron, we need a really quick, small, let's get him, wants to come, I think he's a Brisbane boy, wants to come yep. home. So they've been smart. And then I think even with... Um, McCluggage, they drafted McCluggage and another Jared Berry. Jared Berry, like they've got best mates all after like a crew of guys that they know are tight. So, mm. you know, if you're missing home and you've got your best mates with you, it makes it a bit easier. So, I think they've done it really smart. And I think aided by having senior players that can develop young players through, it's not, yeah, young, young guys trying to lead each other, which is sort of blind, leading the blind.
0: Let's talk about Brisbane then. Do you think they can win the flag? Are they the most dangerous team in the eight if it finishes um, right now?
1: Oh, yeah, I think confidence, and I said this last year with us, it's when you I think they were bottom four last year, were they? Yeah. Or something like that. But the, the, the margins in today's game are so small and they've got confidence, they believe in how they play. That that adds up to so much more than just one or two percent. So they believe what they do now is unbeatable. They're, they sit second on the ladder, mm. um, you know, looking at a home final, tough to play up there. Um, yeah, as I said, they've got... I think one of the smartest things they've done is got Hodgie up there because all these young guys and guys that have never played finals will have so many questions about finals, what's it like, you know, when the time's right, he's just going to be just yep. trust what we do, don't worry about the big stage, like, let's, let's just do what we do and I'm telling you, it will be so good after the game when we've won it all, blah, 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 or whatever it is. So, mm. yeah, I definitely think they're a massive chance to, to win it and they're in the right spot, they've set themselves up well.
0: It's funny you say that because uh, we talked about Hodgie, if he got there, like, it's not about kicks and marks and handballs. Like, Cooper Cronk for the Roosters last year played with a broken scapula yeah. <laughs> against the Storm, hardly touched the onion, yeah. but was just there and was instrumental in setting it all up and all that. So you can't deny if they do get there, yeah. they're dangerous. Yeah, Like, you've just come off the Giants and looking at Brisbane right now, they've got yeah. the Hawks on the weekend. They've been beaten. The Hawks haven't beaten them in two years. Yeah. So they've put away some pretty good teams.
1: Yeah, well... Even when we went up there and played them earlier in the year, it's always a tough, I said, tough trip going to Brisbane and, and playing those guys up there. So, um, yeah, even like on the weekend, they got challenged by North and they still find a way to win. So they, they believe in what they do.
2: Cullingwood, the only team to beat them up yeah. in Brisbane this year? Yeah. Yeah, they knocked
0: yeah. off West Coast, Port. They've knocked off some big dogs up there. Absolutely.
2: You got them where you are good. I why we were good. Yeah, because we're horrible now. We're sitting fourth.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, before we wrap this up, let's talk about the finger, not the one that Coxie's sticking up at me at the moment because I didn't introduce him off the top. You've got the big black cast on it. Yep. There was no injury. Um, uh, yeah,
1: no injury in the game in against the, game. the Giants. Um, yeah, I, like for the, probably the first 15 minutes playing, it was a bit awkward and a bit weird. It was almost like, how do I – play with like this because yeah you can train all you want and I trained you know the day before the game and it felt really good but then when you got to tackle bounce up off the ground all those type of things so the first 15 minutes you know I think I fumbled two balls that cost us two goals and just you know felt awkward and then after that I, I actually felt really good so um yeah it's still you know it's a it's a broken finger and I've got to wear this brace for another three weeks so um but yeah confident I'll be much better for Playing with it on the weekend. What was the most concerning? Was it more a tackle? Yeah, well, because the yeah the tackle um, to try and grab again, yeah. like with your fingers, when the top part of your finger doesn't move is just weird. Like it just stays straight. So, um, and I'm not the best tackler at times anyway. So maybe I'm a good case study for Steve Hawking's <laughs> theory. But it forced me to um, yeah, it. force me to get in low and use the shoulder like you're supposed to anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's I've broken fingers because I'm a poor tackler. So um, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I think if we had a one, my finger would be um, a non-issue. So, just, yeah.
2: <laughs> just looking at your hands now, they're in pretty bad, Nick. Yeah, yeah they look like um,
0: Montgomery are, Burns' his hands, <laughs> don't they? They're, they're
2: shopping, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it's all right. It actually wasn't too painful.
1: It's just more, getting, as I said, getting used to playing with like a guard on your finger, middle finger too. So um, yeah, it's all right. We'll um, much better on, on Friday night, which I'm looking forward
2: to. All right, Coxie, what do you think? Geez, that was pretty good. I'd, Jay should be worried, I reckon.
1: Jay should
0: be worried because I didn't <laughs> want to give all my best stuff because I'll be back next week. <laughs> and uh, hopefully this. Canada, is it Canada? Yeah. I yeah, it was Canada, He's rock climbing. I hope he can get his um, pot Fnatic, gut up, Fnatic up Fnatic that, that, those mountains.
2: He's a big
1: schooner man. We were, yeah, we no, were talking he wasn't about. in great nick before <laughs> leaving. We gave him the feedback last week on the pod.
0: Mate, what about how tubby? is? Because he's going to listen to this. <laughs> He is as round as I've ever seen. I thought he had the mumps the other day when he came in a bit easy. <laughs> go, mate, you crook, we, we don't want to catch it. Yeah. He go, he, in the media he's, box to give you a little insight. He's so, trained off. <laughs> when you get up in the media centre, yeah. they've got Caesar salads, they've got oh. the noodles and they've got the party pies and all that. I'm not, no word of a lie, I was at the MCG with him and he did six sausage rolls. And then like full size sausage rolls, yeah, good ones. No no, 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 oh, like bait, the, the bait little bait ones, ones. And yeah. I thought oh, party sausage rolls. But then after half time, so that was before first half. And then after half time, he had six party pies. Yeah, right. And so then he good. complains. He goes, "Oh, I'm putting on weight." <laughs> I said, "Mate, I, I think I know why that's happening. <laughs> yeah. There might be a link between the party pie yeah, section that- and your food." All right. Well, thanks very much, uh, boys, for having me thanks, on the Jock and Journey. Ben. I would love to come back as a guest one day.
1: Yeah, we'll get you back as a guest. Yeah, That's get it. me back, Absolutely.
0: and I'll tell you many stories of my playing days because you don't us. hear it that often. Absolutely. This is your yeah, house. This, this is your venue, mate. <laughs> we'll play the music uh, <laughs> my house. <laughs> Open up the champagne. Pop. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Thanks, mate.